No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Days are getting shorter. Yep. The weather's getting cooler. Ooh, yeah. You're going to pull out all those jackets and hoodies out of your closet Ooh. from last year, and you're going to be like, ugh. You know what you should do? You shouldn't be like, ugh. You should get a dope new hoodie? Yeah, that's right? what you should do from Shop Tour Bus, because they make the best hoodies out there, and they have the coolest designs on them ever. They are Grateful Dead-inspired designs. They are Grateful Dead songs told in the form of little um, picture grams. Yeah. What, how would you describe it? The, I like kind of like a, I, I like to think of it as kind of like a cryptic puzzle kind of. You got to people, people that don't know, it's ask an questions. animated lyric is what Ooh, it animated is. Animated lyric. Good. There yeah. we go. Mel's the winner. I like that. Animated lyric. Mel, pick a hoodie. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> they don't just have hoodies. They have stickers. They have t-shirts. Yeah, I just received my um, pe- Stranger Stopping Stranger um, Scarlet Begonia uh, t-shirt. See? That was dope. Well, and they always Fun. have stuff on sale. I was just looking online, and they have the Roe Jimmy Roe Double uh, X on sale right now for ten dollars off. So yeah, I have to get into that. Anytime the seasons change, it's time to like refresh what you're wearing, and this is a great time because Shop Tour Bus is coming out with new designs all the time. Go over there and check them out. ShopTourBus.com or at ShopTourBus on Instagram. And when you check out, make sure you put in the promo code No, no Simple, Simple Road. Road. All one word. Why would I do that? Because you're going to get free shipping. Free oh, shipping. check it out, man. They have two kinds of boxes, too. They have the all-over print boxes that have one of their amazing designs on them. And you can also request a one-of-a-kind hand design box that has a Grateful Dead lyric on the inside. And then what comes in that box is whatever you ordered, obviously. But then a bunch of extras are in there, a bunch. too. bunch. So I, nobody knows what it's going to be. No. It could be candy and toys and could be a bootleg Grateful Dead cassette tape. You never know. Those come it's gonna to be some cool. lucky people. So go to ShopTourBus.com or at ShopTourBus on Instagram. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work 
that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. thinking about the pickle from from the other night the little pickle <laughs> what pray tell the, i have no idea what you're talking you know about exactly what i'm talking what about. what little pickle mel hey no no oh. family what's up <laughs> i don't have any idea what pickle talk we're talking about now we're gonna have to post this picture yep so we went to go see um oh and this is apple oh and aaron and mel so we went to go see oteal and friends the other night at yeah Revolution we did Hall. and before the show we went and got some dinner there and on the burger like you know how they put the toothpick in the burger at at the top of the toothpick was this little baby what what little, is cornishon a what a cornishon gherkin okay one of those and i i bit mine in half and set it in a little basket and then lo and behold i look over and mel is um, breaking her toothpick apart. I'm sorry, your math is wrong again. That you you bit about a fourth of it off. Okay, sorry, because there wouldn't have been. A, no, and yeah. Mel Go breaks ahead. her toothpick apart, and she's making arms and legs for the pickle. And then, what did you use for the eyes and um, mouth? The red chili flakes. <laughs> and I didn't give it a mouth. It had a, eyes and a nose, and. I mean, who doesn't want cute it's, stuff? It's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> I took a picture to memorialize it before. I was like, hold on. I got to take a picture of that. And Mel, I was grateful. Mel set it up in the basket that we were. I, I was, was just so about cute. to hit record and the picture of the pickle popped into my head for no reason. There was no context. A popping pop pickle picture? <laughs> like, yes, Apple, that your alliteration <laughs> is on point. You're, so, yeah. Anyway, 
this episode is not about pickles. No, but look for that on our Instagram. I will make we'll <laughs> hey make now. sure to get that up there. This episode is Rain from Blueforia. Everybody, Woo! thank you, Rain, for joining us on a wonderful, lovely. Was it in the evening? It was a morning. Morning. Yeah, yeah it was morning. a lovely Oh yeah, morning. that's right. Yeah, man. Yeah, lovely day. This is this is a fellow well ex fellow Pacific Northwestian. Yeah. They have yeah. relocated to where? Nashville, Nashville. Yeah. Tennessee. Yep, they're in Nashville now. And uh, if you go on their Instagram, it showed that they have some behind the scenes of them moving, some travel Aww. pics. They're now there. And they're, it looks like they're getting ready to play a show on the on September 20th. Right so they're, they've landed and well, they're getting home, ready to Blue take Foria off. to yeah, Nashville. Man. That's cool. You know, if you're um, a Eugene local or, you know, the Portland area, you most likely know who Blueforia is, but the rest of you out there, you're going to be stoked that you were introduced to another cool band. This, Absolutely. This is a uh, from the heart, wonderful kick-ass music. And yeah. And I, they may be closer to your neck of the woods now since they right? moved to Tennessee. So. And I'm, I'm stoked for them. I mean, not that the music scene in the Pacific Northwest isn't amazing. It's totally fucking rad. And I love living here and, the music scene has birthed no simple road here, but I mean, you can't say the music scene in Nashville is, is something. Oh, you can't compare well, yeah. it to how close those Southern and Eastern States are in yeah. comparison to the West Lame. coast. And so, you know, you drive a hundred miles and you may not see something on the West coast. You drive a hundred miles and you're crossing multiple States. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's, so what, that's a, what I was going to say. He <laughs> says that and he'll yeah. hear that in here. It's, it's tough for a band starting out on the West coast. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of distance between those cities and shows. So. I don't, you know, you don't think of that when, um, when you see smaller bands that are starting out and doing these West coast tours that no, you're driving hundreds and hundreds of miles sometimes. Well, really, the only poppin' scene aside from, which is a short drive, like if, if you do live in Portland, right, and you're a musician, you can go to Seattle, and that's a pretty big city, and that's good, but like anywhere closer is going to be like California, and that is quite yeah. a drive. That's, you well, know, you're going to want to hit. What's Seattle, yeah, like three and a half, four yeah, hours? like not three four, hours. but three hours, three hours three, yeah. yeah. So like... You know, that's a lot for one major city, you know, and so um, I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. And hopefully they will have so much more luck traveling and getting their name out on the East and Southern maybe, Coast. Maybe we should start a new city, like No Simple Road City, make it like between Seattle and Portland. <laughs> wow. And drop a new city for, hey. for like touring right? musicians. I, would think, I think it would be better to drop. No simple Roadland. Um, <laughs> I like yeah, down, Roadland down like below it. Eugene, between Eugene and, and Cal. California. Yeah, so like another stop, like popping on the pop. way up, and no it's simple. Got to be near Hot Springs. Would 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 the main <laughs> yeah, street yes. in No Simple Roadland be No, no simple, simple Road? But no, it'd be No Simple, and yeah. then RD. Yeah, right. Would have to be. It's, it's too much, babe. It's too much. Too many. I think it's great. Well, the, the, the seed <laughs> the seed has been planted. Just look, right. keep keep an eye out in the future for our city. Yeah, if anybody creating out there a magic to, city town, for a stopover for musicians, so they don't need to, to so they don't need to move. <laughs> donate a city to us. We're, yeah, we're down when for that it. Happen, we're here for it. When that happens, we will fly right. Blueforia out to play the inaugural <laughs> show at our venue. Yeah. Well, once again, rain. Thanks again for joining us and talking to us a little bit about 
the band and yourself and it was really awesome getting to know you and we wish you nothing but fantastic success and luck and for you to find home and feel good apple where where could people go to find out more about blueforia well, they can go the, on Instagram. In it's at Blueforia, which is B-L-U-P-H-O-R-A. Blueforia Band. R-I-A. Yeah, R-I-A. You said R-A. Oh, did I? Yep. Oh, R-I-A. My bad. And uh, I just had their website pulled up. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, same thing. BlueforiaBand.com. And they also just released August 19th. They dropped a new single, uh, Set Me Up. And on their Instagram, it says, second single coming sooner than later. So, yeah. So, <laughs> right they have, on. so they're, they're working on getting that new music out there in Nashville. Probably, you know, getting ready to kick ass and start doing some shows out there. And I'm sure they'll be going on a little tour out there. So go check them out at those platforms. And you can figure out where they're going to be. Yeah, if you go see him live and you heard him on No Simple Road, make sure to tell him you heard him on the show, man. Yeah, and, the, and this, I really dig their style. Mm-hmm. And for, I'm not going to throw out name, but there's a lot of influence in there. You'll hear us talk about this. We asked Rain to talk about his influences, and it really comes through. There's a lot of interesting sounds commingled in this to make this awesome music. Yep, you guys are going to dig this. So we're going to get you to the interview right after we do the, the business here. So make sure you follow No Simple Road at No Simple Road on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to www.nosimpleroad.com, and you can sign up for the newsletter there. Newsletter. You can get No Simple Road merch there. What else? Can you? you can get a tarot reading with the Grateful Dead tarot deck with Mel and I sure there. Sure can. Yeah. Nobody signed up for one this it's month. It's been a while. You've been, yeah, it's been a little bit. for These two are... Look, I mean, maybe maybe we'll thing. do Apple and and do something cute so you guys can see kind of like what... That's true. We, we keep talking about. Yeah, I we haven't should. had you guys do mine yet. With I, I the, was with the ju- new yeah, deck. just thinking we could do like a little card pull, do and just do like a little kind of thing of what we a little promo video. Yeah, promo video of what you two expect because not only do you get an awesome one hour reading one on one, but you get a set list of the cards that you pick that you can continuously like listen back. Maybe it's one of your favorite Grateful Dead songs. Maybe it's not one that you now you're listening to in a whole different light. Gives you new ears. <laughs> and it becomes yeah, one. <laughs> exactly. So um, if you're on the fence, don't be on the fence. Sign up and you'll enjoy every moment. And the also, calendar events. Well, no, see not, what we're up to. Also, um, oh. with the, the tarot thing, it's a chance for us to get to hang out with you too. Like it's, to it's to one hour on Zoom with us. And, you know, Mel and I really, we know a bunch of you have been like, planning on doing it so now's the time do it yeah. before the holidays when you don't <laughs> have money to do it we know right let me do throw this the in holidays. there too it, it's been a while so i knew when they were doing a tarot reading because it was usually in the afternoon before i get home from work and it's my favorite to come home i would hear them usually wrapping up and just laughing and having fun i'd make it to pop my head into whoever because it's you know listeners that are doing the tarots so I'd come in there and hear that, and then these two would be just, like, so excited. I think almost every time you guys went for a walk afterwards. Yeah. You guys were, like, laughing, like, a couple of them, and then you were like, come on, let's go for a stroll, went on a nice stroll. It just, it puts them in a happy place. It's energizing. And and the way they do it together, this is, like, tandem tag team tarot reading. They do such a good job, and it'll make you feel amazing. Tandem tag team tarot. You know what I feel like? It's, like, the talk with your mom and dad that you always wanted 
Yeah. Yeah. That's what it, to me, like, you know, sometimes you have those talks like, come on, I don't want to talk about it, dad. Like, please. But this is like the talk that you always wanted, like the stuff that you wanted to get off your chest to your parents. I mean, they weren't going to be mad at you, like for real. They weren't going to hold it against you. (laughs) Or what they said actually helped you. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like, that's what I mean. Like, it's beneficial. That conversation with my parents. Between the two, I mean, you just got to think these two have like, so much wisdom packed under their oh, yeah. under Ton, their belt and their hat. Well, you're like grandparents. I mean, for your age, you're like grandparents, your parents, you're you know, and a you're lot still of times, very vibrant and going true. to shows. And it's, I mean, they still living life. Yeah, true. there's a lot of life in what they do. True that. All and, right, and we help each other um, complete thoughts and and finish kind of what the other person. Not like what we're saying in the sense like in a conversation but like seeing the bigger picture i know how to put a a tag on mel's sentence yes to make it work you know so that's the whole tarot thing also this isn't no simple road related but it's no simple road family related our sister lonnie frazier yeah is the creator of the box of rain documentary and that just got released on prime video so if you have prime video you can now watch box of rain on there and if you haven't seen this, you need to watch it. If if you're a deadhead or even if you're not, this is the coolest documentary. And it really gives you the full picture and feeling of what it was like to tour with the dead in the late 80s. And um, Lonnie's story is nothing short of amazing. So go check that out on Prime Video. And it's on other streaming services, I- too. I think I personally think it's like the best companion for like younger heads yes. that have gotten turned on in the last few years and stuff. And if you want to know more then you can read in books and stuff to see visually what it was like when us old farts were following them around yeah. in the seventies, eighties, nineties that this, I mean, it's really in depth and, and it's amazing. informative in the best kind of a way. Cause it's not preachy or teachy. It's just, what it is and so it's very it it feels good to listen to and good to kind of watch all the fun that happens on the lot super cool and in the the scene other thing that i wanted to tell you guys about that's not uh no simple road related well i would beg to differ both of these things are no simple road Road family yes there we go toby and davy of the uh toby and davy youtube channel shout out guys davy has created the coolest guitar course period it's called the Golden Road Guitar Course. Go to their YouTube and check it out. You'll see what I'm talking about. He's offering this complete course. He, this this dude gives everything to his craft. Mm-hmm. They are constantly creating content. And he took the time to put together this guitar course that is, like I said last week, everything that I always wanted to learn and never had the attention span or understanding to know that I needed to do it and he put it together in one course and he still managed to like be funny and have it be entertaining that was the thing that always like bummed me out about guitar courses with people I don't think Davey's capable of not being funny and entertaining he's just that kind of guy yeah that's true (laughs) but you, you turn it on and it would be like Okay, we're going to do chord inversions now. I'm going to show you the chord inversion. And I'm like, but this is like any, if you've seen him teach Grateful Dead stuff on YouTube with the Play Dead stuff or or any of their Toby and Davey stuff, this is just in the exact same style. Super funny, very engaging. 
And that helped me be able to pay attention to it and it helped me absorb it faster. So I think it's going for 130 bucks and we are going to do a giveaway on our Instagram for a lucky winner. So keep your eyes out. Yeah. And I uh, just wanted to give them a shout out and Heck in yeah. our business section because I love those guys and we want to take over the world together. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we've made plans. So back to No Simple Road stuff. If you would be so kind, we need a review yeah. before the end of the month, man. Five stars and a review. Go on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, type a little something. You'll be the review for what month is this? September. 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 Yeah, we don't have one, and that makes me feel sad. And we're already on the 18th of September. We're more than halfway toward the end of this month, and we don't have one. It's just sucks. If you could see, <laughs> that's all. Yeah. That's, that's a I, I, short Bell, story. Bell, it just sucks. usually kind of sugarcoat something, but yeah. no. If you could just, see inside my chest to my heart, there would be one little tear welled up in the eye of my heart right now because there's no review for this month. And it's irregular. It's like, no, don't, don't put that shit on me. My heart's doing just fine, buddy. Thank you. Um, also, go to patreon.com. Patreon. No Simple Road. Yeah, do it. Do it now. Listen to my voice going into your ear, vibrating your timpani. You are now doing your, your drum, it. And this is making go you very Patreon. happy to go to Patreon. That is going to do something for you and for us. Now, look, here's the deal. Patreon is how we pay for stuff with No Simple Road. Creating podcasts isn't free, everybody, but giving them out is for some reason. And we <laughs> do this. I know. Is it, you okay, know, that's, no, that's going to change fairly soon with the way that Apple does their um how they change it to subscription based. So right. that's going to change very soon. Well, look, help us out, man. We're putting out four episodes a month. If you could spare a buck or five or 10 every month to help the no simple road crew continue to create content for you guys, we would appreciate it. I just want to say shout out Connor H. Yeah. Love and the you. way that you do Connor. that is you go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. I know that it's weird to sign up for stuff monthly. Mm-mm. You can cancel it anytime. It's not you weird. And all that stuff. It's not weird. You do it for everything else. Why not do it for No Simple Road if you listen to us every week? Just saying. That's it. That's that's my Patreon thing this week. I'm going to get off my soapbox. There we go. Here, hand it to you. I'll put it away. And we have one more thing. 971-808-1524 is the tepid line for No Simple Road. Tepid it's line. It's not hot. It's tepid. That means that you could call in and do whatever you want. You could call in and ask a question. You could tell us about a show. One of the things we've been asking you to do is call in and give us a recipe. Skydog Disciple started it off a couple of weeks ago and gave his recipe for chili adobo. No Simple Road family, I'm asking you right now, call the tepid line at 971-808-1524 and give us your favorite recipe that you cook. And what we're going to do is we're going to take all those recipes and we're going to make a cookbook for all you guys. That's going to be dope. Or you could call in with a show recap like this. That show brought me into another world right there. I, I did not even know what to expect. Uh, mind blown. Mind blown. It wasn't like... It was... <laughs> the fucking Indian fire and uh, kitchen dwellers killed itself. Uh, but Green Sky to fucking end it like that. I thought they were going to end it six songs ago. And they kept going. And it was fucking... It was, it, it was absolutely spectacular. I fucking, I, I fucking cried. I danced. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing show. I'm gonna be sore tomorrow. <laughs> Rhythm ground. But live stream. Live stream. <laughs> fucking banged it off. This tree over here is so sick, dude. 
y'all haven't been here, y'all fucking are missing out because this place is one of the dumbest fucking places to fucking bang out and watch the show, dude. Holy fuck. That's how you do that. Aww, it's amazing. I love that. But, Hanging with her brothers, showing Green Sky for the first time in that beautiful environment out at Rhythm Grounds in beautiful Oregon. Like, what a night. That the, I, I love to, I, I, one thing I love about the Tepid line is it's kind of funky. Yeah. Like the sound and everything. I wouldn't want to change that because that, I'm not sure what was playing in the background, Tiff, but it sounded like, like Calliope music kind of like, like we went along with the, that, that was, that was great. Thanks I, for calling in. I don't normally do this, but I'm, I'm going to read you guys the transcript Oh, from it. It's fabulous. These are even funnier. Dude. That show probably did you another world right there, question mark. I didn't even know what to expect, mind blown, mind blown. But it wasn't like it was fired and Kitchen Dwellers killed it through the green sky to fucking end it like that. I thought they were going to end <laughs> it six songs ago, and it was fucking spectacular. I cried. I danced. It was amazing. Absolutely. Amazing show. I'm going to be sore tomorrow, Rhythm's Ground. Ice cream places snow and Isaac. Anyways... <laughs> They've never seen Green Sky, and they're mindful tonight. All we did was live stream Not Serious from Red, Strock, Red Rocks, and it was dope. Sounds great. It was felt amazing anyways. They were all soaked up about it, says friends. Anyways, love you guys. Peace. <laughs> That's the way it I, goes. I like the statement there. Ice cream puts snow in Isaac. <laughs> Well, I don't know why ice cream is doing that, but yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. You eat ice cream, it kind of puts snow in your belly. That's true. It actually makes sense in its broken, weird way. Thank you. Thank you, Google <laughs> Translate, for your weird transcript. And thanks, Tiff and Ben and your brothers for calling in the tepid line. And yes. you two can do that. 971-808-1524. I'm thinking Thank they're you, ready for this awesome interview. Are yeah. Ready? Well, then hang with us to listen afterwards. We got a... Uh, we got, uh, well, we actually had like two show recaps to do. We got uh, Camp Suds that oh, we went yeah. and did. And then we also went and saw O'Teal, as Aaron mentioned at the top of this. Mm-hmm. So stick with us and let us tell you about the good times we had there. Yeah. And Mel and I have some personal stuff going on, too. So we'll talk about that as well. So stick around after the, the conversation with Rain. Oh, uh, 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 sounds heavy. Oh yeah, I mean, Apple's got it going on too. I don't know why Aaron just made it sound like it's just us. That's true. Yeah, yeah, we got this things is coming up, but we'll yeah. talk about all this. So there's your cliffhanger. Without further ado, the No Simple Road Crew gives you rain from, from Blueforia.
This is Rain. Rain. Oh, hey, what's All up, right. Rain? How you doing, man? Good, good. How are y'all? Good. Great. Good. Um, I, you can see us, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. I'm Aaron. Cool. Hey, Aaron. I'm, and I'm Mel. And I'm Apple. And I'm Cody. Hey, yeah. Hi, yo. You have yeah. a you're, you're doing a panel interview today. Yeah. That's right. I hope okay, you have right all on, your answers yeah. ready. <laughs> yeah, I have a whole list of questions here. You see them? Well, congratulations <laughs> on um a killer show last night. Oh yeah, thank you. It uh we uh it was a very Oregonian show. We had to wheel our cart like a cart full of equipment like about a mile and a half into the actual festival <laughs> through <Yep>. like <laughs> so many people and on a Muddy dirt road. It was interesting. Were you but, at, at fair? <laughs> yeah, it was Oregon Country Fair. Oh, heck man. yeah. Oh, yeah. How was it, yeah. man? <clears throat> it was fun. The turnout was great. Um, I realized I had re- like, read the email wrong that said that we were supposed to get our equipment in before the people showed up. Oh. Um, so, so they couldn't help us much when we actually got there. Oh, oh man. Wow. Okay, so how does that add to the or take away from the show in your perspective? Like, because I mean, sometimes it's going to be a perfect situation where you're going to come in at, to the venue, you just got to put up your instruments, sound checks great, and then you play. But then there's stuff like mm-hmm. you were just talking about. You got to roll your stuff in. You don't know exactly <laughs> where you're going. You got to talk to certain people and get your credentials and. And then you got whatever, all that other added stuff. How does that, by the time you're ready to play, you know, how does that factor in? Um, I mean, it definitely takes a lot of energy out of us. Um, It was kind of cool. By the time we got on stage, uh, we kind of had some time to rest, like maybe like 30, 40 minutes. Okay. Um, 
which kind of helped us recoup. It did. It did suck at the end of the day, you know. And again, I had to wheel our, our stuff out. Um, <laughs> you know, no uh, rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely had to take a, a very uh, a long shower there to re- recuperate. But <laughs> so but yeah, my feet were killing me. You didn't. Uh, we've never been to fair actually, and mm. we've only been up here. We've been up here six years, and I, from what I hear, like the fun of fair is after everybody leaves. Did you get to stay once they kicked the public out? No. So I thought we were going to get staff bracelets, but they, uh, we didn't, we unfortunately didn't get, oh. get those. I wanted to see night fair as well. Um, cause I had a friend who came up, uh, they, they were in night fair and all that. And they showed up for the show and helped us out, um, a bit. And they're like, Oh, are you staying? Like you should have a bracelet for that. But I, I don't know if we, uh, we got that end of the deal there. Yeah. <laughs> well, live that's and learn. weird. Yeah, you just think think as a, a performer that you would get that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think there were some rule changes since uh, since the break with COVID. Um, oh. There's a lot of miscommunications happening. Which yeah. um, you know, I'm hoping I'll be able to do night fair one day, but just not uh, not this weekend. Yeah, maybe we'll get to do it together someday, man. That would be super cool. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> But that, exactly. that is cool. You did get like that coveted spot to get it to perform at country fair. That's mm-hmm. a big deal. How'd that happen? Yeah. No big bucket list of mine. Um, we technically performed country fair over COVID during the live stream they, they put on. Um, so it was kind of like a, they hit us up again, um, asking us to, to, you know, perform again. And, uh, we perform at wow hall all the time. And a lot of people who mm. run fair, um, also work at Wow Hall. Uh, so they saw a couple performances of ours um, and we uh, won a, an award for one of them for our New Year's Eve performance. So they hit us up and, and they're, they were, they were like, we'd be happy to have you oh, play dude. at fair this year if you're interested. Wow. Heck yeah. You know, what does that feel like, man? With like, you know, your hard work. Cause, okay, let me back up. For those of you listening that don't know what we're talking about, a fair country fair, Oregon country fair is, um, iconic. Uh, It's not a festival. It is a country fair, um, that's been going on in Oregon since the sixties. The land that the fair is on, I think was purchased by the grateful dead at some point or the keysies to make sure that this thing could continue happening. And the ethos of fair has been a place of like psychedelic exploration in safety, uh, in the woods where you can get your freak on. And there's artisans from all over the country that come to Oregon country fair and sell their wares. And what we were talking about, like during the day, I think from the morning until like 8 PM or 7 PM general public can pay money and go into the fair and experience what it's like and, and shop and eat and see music and all that stuff. But then it, after they close down in the evening, they kick the general public out and everybody that's working fair and their significant others, um, hang out. And that's what night fair is. And that's when, you know, all, all the weirdness all, all bets are off. And, but for, uh, any band, but especially like a, a Eugene based band like Bluphoria or um, Oregon Pacific Northwest bands, 
playing fair is a huge feather in your cap, right? Like that's a big deal. And to be invited to do that is an even bigger deal. Like you didn't have to reach out to them and say, Hey, can we please play fair? Like they said to you guys, we would be happy to have you play. What does that, what does that feel like for you, man? Um, it's definitely like a really nice book, uh, bookend for, for me. Cause we're, I mean, since I moved to New Eugene, New Eugene, Eugene <laughs> around uh, four years ago, I, um, I always wanted to go to fair, always wanted to play it and such. And I never got the chance because of, uh, because of the pandemic. Oh. Um, so being able to do this in the last year that I'm here, since we're all planning on moving to Nashville, um, it was just honestly like a big dream come true, you know, um, didn't expect the email. Like you said, like it, it is, it was very weird to um, be reached out to. Um, but end of the day, like just happy that it happened. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's surreal. Totally dude. I get it. We just had the same experience. Like, um, about two months ago, I got an email from peach festival and they were like, Hey, we want to invite no simple road to come out. And, and podcast from here and i mean that that festival is like goose j-rad tranastasia band and like, at, fir- at first aaron thought it was a fake email I thought like it was that, oh, this is BS. yeah it always feels fake it right? always feels yeah. like it's not supposed to no shit but the surreal nature of it is is a trip man like when you're working hard at something that you're passionate about and you're just on the inside of it just doing your thing like you don't get to see the um impact that you're having out in the world like you're just doing your thing and how it makes people feel yeah how it makes people feel and like what it does for people it's not that's not part of the gig and i think that's i think that's a good thing because then our heads would be huge but when you get those emails or you know asking you to go do something like that it's a the universe giving you a little reminder that you're on the right track and you're doing, you know, you're doing good work. No, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I hope I get more emails. Like that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for you. Cause you said you guys are moving to Nashville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. take that energy of Oregon fair with you. Cause you know, I, I got to imagine, you know, that's a, uh, you're a little bit nervous about that undertaking and moving over there and it's a different kind of world over there. But uh, to take that with you, I think, as you said, good book. And that's uh, I'm excited. You got to have that. Yeah. Yeah. No, me too. Um, it definitely, like you said, puts a feather in our cap and uh, definitely helps us prepare for when this album is dropping to, to have that experience of being able to be a, a part of a fair slash festival slash you know whatever you however you describe uh fair it is it is definitely different um and uh yeah it's it definitely helps out with us in our in our confidence and in morale um mm-hmm. so to speak i know yeah no, I'm, I'm curious too about you said you're getting ready you're all gonna move out to nashville i saw you went out there to cut your album uh is that what did you guys go out to Nashville and just like fall in love with Nashville and decide you're you're going out there because the music scene or yeah we lived there about a month and we all knew that we wanted to go somewhere um 
after these last four years, you know, because uh, it also is so hard to do tours and stuff in Oregon because mm. West Coast tours, you have to drive through so much empty <laughs> space just to get to uh, Nashville. Like you could hit the chips or it's a very center center for like a lot of big um, metropolitan areas. Uh, also has nature that Oregon um, which I feel like would just was perfect for us, which we didn't realize when we got there. Like when I was told um, that we were going to record in Nashville, I was like, oh, the South, like I'm a little nervous about that. You know, like <laughs> um, up here, up here, nobody really says any like good things about the South. Um, when I was there, I absolutely was like, it was awesome to me. It was, it, it was not at all what I had been told or, or expected. And, um, what surprised me the most was how many black people there were, uh, <laughs> which was heck and nice. Cause, um, <laughs> you know, uh, out here in Oregon, it's not, there's not too many of us, but, I um, know, not enough. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We, so we moved from Vegas, man. And when we moved up here, it was a, it was a shock. It was definitely yeah. a, sh- a shock. Cause you know, you don't, if you're in a, a diverse place, you don't think it at the time until you leave it. And then you're like, oh, I guess it wasn't no, a very yeah. diverse place. And so it's always after the fact. So, yeah, it's you yeah. know refreshing when you feel like you're represented in the culture or, that you live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like after four years of being here, it took me about four years to finally realize I was like, oh, my God, like all these weird experiences, all the stuff that's happened over these four years is like I'm surrounded by people who don't look like me, you know. And I expected going to Nashville and living there a month, I would be surrounded by people who didn't look like me too, but it was the opposite. Hell yeah. Um, What's so and, yeah and in a month there, I felt so comfortable and I felt like I could so as people. And I remember I was like in a bar there and like a bunch of famous people were there, but nobody cared. And that was really cool to me too. Like you had Trey Cyrus and, and Co Wetzel and, all these people just all in one spot and everybody was just minding their own business. Um, which I thought, I think that's very important culture wise as well. Let people be. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. something that like, I I wonder how that affects your music and, and Mm -hmm. your process of doing what you do is like when you're, how do I, how do I put this? And when you're comfortable in your surroundings, and you're at ease in your spirit. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you have that experience of going somewhere where there's, you feel represented. You know what I'm saying? It, mm-hmm. Do you think that it changes the way that, that the music comes out of you and, and what the music is? Definitely. Cause I think, um, this last or this album particularly has been made in a, place of piety and in discomfort and not fitting in you know and trying to manage that like a lot of the songs have this level of um general sadness about uh the ecosystem in which you know all of us are taking part in um and i'm really interested to see like moving to nashville how that would change you know like what kind of because i mean for the last four years of making music like I don't know if I've felt 
that feeling yet, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't know how it would affect my music. Mm-hmm. Um, if it would make it better or worse, you know, <laughs> but, <Dude>. um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm yeah. happy that we're talking, but I'm sad that we just met and you're moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, well, how soon is this Nashville? Um, like when's this going to go down? Um, probably late August, mid to late August. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have any, uh, shows coming up in the Portland area anytime soon? Uh, we actually are playing a street fair in, um, oh, what's it called? Uh, is it Milwaukee, Oregon? Something That's a weird place. Like that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think we're playing, um, the fair on August 7th there, uh, in Portland. We're working on another Portland show, maybe at a venue actually in town. Uh, but there's not been any confirmation on that yet. Well, let us know, man. I, I, we need to give you a hug and, yeah. and see, yeah, see y'all. But no, yeah, I'd love to meet I, you guys. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm curious because li- listening to what I, I, I do a lot of research for the podcast and everything. My, my only complaint with you guys, but you're coming out with your album. There's not enough of your music to listen to yet. <laughs> went, yeah. went through yeah. it all pretty quickly, but I'm just curious because I don't want to throw names. I, we were sitting last night. I hear a whole lot of different influence with you all. I'm just kind of wondering, like, from the band, like, like who some of the major influences are for you. Um, also saw, you know, you do kind of the Hendrix thing. Was watching one of the videos where you're kind of playing behind your back and, like, really yeah. getting into it. I'm just curious about that, like, what your influences are and how you started out playing music. Yeah, I mean, I started out um, trying to learn classical guitar, and that really wasn't my vibe. Um, <laughs> but... So yeah, that's an undertaking, while, man. <laughs> I, was, yeah, I was trying to do like these Bob Dylan songs, but the lyrics are so they, you know, didn't mean anything, but I thought they did. And it was scrambled on and same three chords and Hendrix. So I started learning all his songs and kind of writing like him. He, his music taught me how to sing better. But then that speak singing thing that he did, it really, really helped. And, and, um, and yeah, I, uh, then Bob Marley, you know, I started listening to a lot of Bob Marley with his music. He made so much difference. Yeah, he um, really did. And that just, all of that hit me um, so much at that time. And and and, and I started James Brown and all that. And I kind of try to bring all of that into the music. I really love all of your influences. What Around what time, like what? age are you during all of this kind of like your hole up in your room and you're starting to get all these influences at what age are you i think i was like around 15 or 16 um near 17 is when i started listening to hendrix um and that whole like transformation started uh when i got into my hippie phase yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah i i started around then and um as time went on as i i think it took a couple years more until i started pulling in a lot of more funk elements and, and James Brown and stuff like that. Um, but, but yeah. You, would you say that like 15 and 16 is when psychedelics came into the picture? <laughs> uh, I will, um, <laughs> uh, without incriminating myself. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah. When no, you no, learned, no. when you learned what other people did with them, Let's say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I when I fully understood what other people were doing with them was definitely around. I I found Hendrix, um, 
and then I started, you know, yeah. 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 Me too. Actually. (laughs) That was, that was my like first head opening music was Hendrix. Actually. I have a really vivid memory, man, of like, I went to California to visit a friend and I had to be back the next morning and it was like nighttime. It was like a five hour drive each way Mm -hmm. from Vegas to LA. And, uh, my friend was like, here, take some of this liquid for your drive. (laughs) (laughs) And, and at the time I had no radio in the car. All I had was a boom box, like stuck between, it was a, it was a little El Camino, like stuck behind my head, jammed between Mm -hmm. the seat and the back window. And I only and you had, were driving. Yeah. And I only had, <laughs> yes. And I only had one cassette with me and it was electric Ooh. Ladyland. Ooh. And oh. yeah. And so I like took this, I didn't know what was going to happen. And about an hour <laughs> into the drive, I'm in the middle of the desert and Hendrix is playing on this little boom box behind my head. And I just remember like watching the sunrise as, uh, 1984 a merman i should turn to be is playing and Mm -hmm. i was like is all music like this like (laughs) i want to listen to everything all the time and it was uh it was really magical hendrix is like i don't know there's there's a peculiar kind of vibe with him and you know there's certain performers that have carried on that um i don't i don't know what it is like frequency is the only word that i can yeah carried on that like vibe that frequency and uh you've managed to pull it off man like it you can feel it yeah you can feel it in in your music and and see it when you're playing and um i that's cool that you asked that like what the influences were because i saw that and i was just like I wouldn't ask that. Yeah. Well, then I also, it's like, I had this way on your Instagram looking through stuff. I saw like each of you in the band list your essential albums and yours was Exodus, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, was it your bass player? I saw you, which is one of my favorites, the Alice in Chains, like what you guys, you know, pull, pull, you know, yeah. singular and then put together. Cause I also mm-hmm. heard, I, I heard, which are a few of my favorite bands, like a little influence of like Sonic Youth. And Silver Sun mm-hmm. pickups, and yeah. you know, like very cool vibe that you guys have thrown together and made a stew out of. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we got two two of the members. The rhythm section loves the '90s, and then uh, uh, Dakota and I are all about. Dakota's more Pink Floyd, and and uh, and that end of the or beginning of the '70s sort of vibe, and, and I <laughs> I'm more like Hendrixy, and then. Bob Marley and stuff. So it's interesting that we were able to put that all together. I'm surprised. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just happy that it all works out. So what year did Blueforia become a band? Yeah. So I started, uh, Blueforia as like a project. And when I got to, um, college and about in that same year, um, I got the, the record label hit up. Uh, hit me up and and so a lot of like I was trying to find people who were like cool with doing that because a lot of people that were were playing with me and jamming with me at the time were more like we want to just jam and not 
make, you know, radio music and stuff like that. And I was very much in the line where I was like, I want to do whatever it takes to make sure this is the thing I can do for the rest of my life. Oh, Um, that's dope. Be financially secure doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sustain yourself. And yeah, like I, like if, if I got to write a couple pop songs so I can go out and play big festivals and do what I want, you know, with music, I, I I will do that, you know, like, you know, that's a hell of a way to think about it. It really is very forward thinking instead of like feeling like you're selling yourself out. You're like, no, I'm, I can forward this music industry and my own agenda at the same time. Exactly. Like if I do this right, Mm -hmm. I can, I can buy my mama a house and I can, (laughs) you know, and I can, I could have a reggae side project on the side, you know, like I could could do whatever I want. (laughs) I love that mentality, Rain, right on. (laughs) Paid the cost to be the boss. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Go full James Brown on it. Right? Yeah, if you can make people shake their ass, then it makes them feel good. It does. Yeah. That's all you got to do. And paying the bills like that, look, man, there is nothing better than sustaining your life with your passion like dude i get up five days a week still and go to a day job and i mean it's fine whatever it's cool i'm really grateful that i have it and it has afforded me the ability to build no simple road and do what we do but (laughs) but but a big but 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 a big ass but you know i'm not like i can't wait to get up and go to work like it's not i'm not passionate about that and and at the end of the day, I'm giving my time, talent, creativity, and intention and will to somebody else's thing when I could be mm-hmm. doing it for my family and myself and sustaining us. And so that's, you know, some, I think that is like the noblest of goals. What you just said, like buy my mom a house, mm-hmm. dude, mm-hmm. come on, man. That that's a lot of people don't think like that anymore. It's just yeah. not, it's not common to hear it. Maybe people do think it, but it's not a common uh, thing that people announce or talk about where I just remember a few generations back. That was the thing to do. Right. If you made mm-hmm. it, you know, you made it, you're like, Oh, I'll buy my mom a car, buy my mom a house, just set her up. Then you always have somewhere to come back to too. When you set your mom up, you set yourself up kind of. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Also, and it's not just for you. It's for it's for the people you love. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. Doing it for, yeah. For more than just yourself. My 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 biggest dream is to have enough money to get a large plot of land and then just put a bunch of houses on there, and and all the most important people to me just have them be able to live on that land. Yeah. You know, like even as summer homes, I'll be like, "This is your house. Come whenever you want." You know. Um, oh. That's all our dream. That, that's exactly <laughs> what what our dream is yeah. too. Rain. To like communal yeah. living with all your loved ones and man. Yeah, you know, you go live your life, you go explore, you come back, you're part of something, you're contributing mm-hmm. to something, and while you're gone, it's being taken care of because all the people that you love are there to steward it, and it just yeah. continues to feed itself. And you know, rain. That's a a lot of people's dream right now. Like, there's four people yeah. sitting here. You're the fifth person sitting where you're at, and all of all of us have that same common goal. Well, five out of five. Yeah, yeah. Think about that. When we 
We were all living in Vegas separately. Mel and I are married. We've been married for 25 years. We got two kids and a grandson. Thank you. Thanks, man. (laughs) And uh, we were talking about moving to Oregon. And uh, Apple and I have been friends since we were kids. And um, Mm -hmm. we told him, we're like, we're moving up to Oregon. He's like, you guys ain't going without me, man. (laughs) And um, then we told my nephew, we're like, hey, we're moving to Oregon. He's like, please take me with you. Get me out of here. So all of us moved up here together. We all live together. We all share everything. Our, you know, we live communally. But our dream mm-hmm. moving up here was exactly what you just said. Yeah. Like we were like, we yeah. want to get a plot of land that's big enough so we're not in each other's grill all the time. But you know, we're together. But, yeah, put some houses on it, and we'll all have somewhere to go. Together. Well, and think about this yeah. too. We're all young now and able-bodied, but we won't be forever. And mm-hmm. whether it's like, cause you know, when we fall and break our leg or whatever, we need, <laughs> whatever, <right? laughs> but you know, we need people around us is my point. We need people around yeah. us and we also need our independence too. We need to feel like we're away from our mom, but we need to be able to take care of our mom cool. and, and, and like that for everybody else like that you love. And so when you go set out with, fulfilling your dream like your happiness and your singing and playing and musicianship but then you also bring that other aspect of like well you have to go home somewhere yeah you know Mm -hmm. and you put as much thought and effort into that there's no way you can't live a beautiful meaningful life well and on the flip side of that too is like the the realization that the american dream is bullshit and that it doesn't have to be that way like the picket fence, the, you know, wife, two kids and a dog. And that isn't the only way to do things. We can do it differently based on our passion and the people that we love and, and take care of each other. And it it sounds like a fucking total hippie thing, but guess what? Beyond that, it's the hippies were right. Yeah. It's practicality, man. Shit. Oatmeal is $10 for a fucking tube of oatmeal. It's getting way too expensive. Right. And so if we all pool our resources, we can still live comfortably and take care of each other. It's creating a community by choice. You know? Yes. You yeah. Know, and, and that's, that's, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Ray. No, go for it. Man. So I was, I was going to say that that's something that these last four years have really taught me about life is the importance of the people around you, you know, um, the importance of your circle, because as I'm doing music, you know, there's a lot of people that like to act like they know me because they met me, you know, once or twice, you know, and, you know, and people, people like to be a part of your life, especially in this in- industry, whether they're, they are or they aren't. Um, then that could be in a positive or negative way, you know what I mean? Um, right. And it just made me realize how important, you know, having, that circle is, you know, the people that you love and caring for them and, and making sure everybody in that circle is, is uh, peachy keen. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. also another good point. Surrounding yeah. yourself with the people that you know have your back for real and that aren't trying to be Ooh. hanger honors and well, you're right to be so smart. That's a, <laughs> And that's a weird thing about being in the entertainment industry is like exactly what Rain is talking about. Like, when you get any kind of like notoriety or it, even if it's not notoriety, if 
if you've Attention. played the local pizza parlor a few times or you know what I mean, then people are like, oh, I know him or. Well, but OK, let's not negate that rain. You have a presence and an energy. Yeah. And people like to be around good energy, period. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, floths to a flame or floths, moths, moths. <laughs> That's Floth. a completely different thing. It's this kind of weird animal you have, you don't know about. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Psychedelic like moths. moths yeah, there you go. <laughs> psychedelic. Yeah, the ones you run into at festivals in the middle of the night. <laughs> wow. Far out, wow. But you, okay, the, the point is not lost, Rain. When you've got good energy, sorry, people are going to be want to be around you. That's the, you know, you'll always have that. Yeah. I, and I'm grateful that I've been able to curate that energy too on my end you know yeah. uh, i feel like if i didn't live here i wouldn't have been able to uh build that skill you know yeah that's that that's huge it's a skill and you you said it right you curated it, and now yeah. you can take that skill i mean i just learned how to be a friend at like to have friends <laughs> as an adult <laughs> like at almost 40 <laughs> and uh <laughs> for the first time I'm like oh that's a good skill to have to learn how to do that how to be yeah. a friend. you know it you're it, a good one too. It's yeah, constantly learning stuff like that. And uh, I'm excited because that'll just allow you guys to take it to the next level in Nashville. It, is the whole band moving? Yeah. Yeah. The whole band and um, a few of our friends, cool. our close friends, we're all, we're all going out there. Yeah. Wow. So you're taking a group. That's cool. So that, yeah. Are y'all going to do that thing? Like kind of like have a big spot and, and just kind of live around each other or you're all going to do your separate things? Yeah, we're going to try and get the, in the same neighborhood, but the housing market there is very volatile, so, okay. so uh, we're working on it. Maybe in a couple of years, we can do the whole plot of land thing. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, the South, the land is definitely cheaper out there. I, I wouldn't <sighs> mind um, <laughs> yeah. putting a, uh, a couple dollars down. Mm -hmm. No shit. And we, we hear that quite a bit. I mean, we've talked to a lot of people that are uh, relocating to the Nashville area, and that place is booming. and. Mm -hmm. the music scene everything um i was going to ask since we we're talking about friendship and all that you know we've got rain here today can you talk a little more about the band by dakota what is it dakota danny and rex mm -hmm. yeah i mean i i met all of those guys in the weirdest way possible or not weird but very coincidental i feel like the universe kind of just flopped them at the doorstep sort of deal um in dakota i was at a house show um which you know it, we didn't i didn't know the house we were at but it turned out to be one of my first drummer's houses later um and dakota walks by and uh you know we're surrounded by a sea full of white people and we're the only black dudes in there and he he just goes he turns to me and this is like young dakota like he looks like a baby um he turns to me and goes, hey, another black guy. And I and walked <laughs> off in the crowd. And I was like, I'll remember that, kid. Um, and later that night, I believe, we were, we we're sitting around in a, like in a circle. And I asked him if he played guitar. And he just goes, not the guitar. You're, you're, you know, not the guitar you probably play. And I was like, what guitar is that? And he's like, oh, I play blues music, man. And I was like, <laughs> I was like that's exactly what I play. Um, <laughs> and so he joins the band. Uh, what I didn't find, like notice at the time was that he was like totally Lawrence Fishburning us and um, 
lied and said he was in college, like at UO, so that he could join the band because he thought if we knew that he was a senior, a graduating senior, that in high school we wouldn't let him play. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So by the time by the time the contract came around, he was like, "Hey, man, I have to wait two like I have to wait two weeks until um, I'm 18." We all thought he was 18, turning 19. <laughs> so we were like, we we're like, oh Jesus, man! All right. Um, so that's how that happened. And then Rex, um, Rex showed up at one of our house shows where we were playing. It was like this really tiny house. The house was like cracking and breaking at the seams. There was just like 300 people in this very small space, like outside in the living room. And I played um, with my teeth that night, and somebody took a photo and. In that photo, you can literally see Rex front row gawking, like mouth just like open, <laughs> like a fly is gonna fly in. And um, and that next day, I hadn't even noticed him in the photo yet. But um, next day, I I was like, oh, I need an actual bassist because we had Dakota on bassist that on bass at the time. Um, and then I just see Rex's Instagram follow our account and it says Rex Wolf musician. And I was like, dang, that would be really cool if this bassist name was Rex Wolf. Like, if he was a bassist, it would be awesome. I go to his account, and it's all, like, really crappy Instagram filters of bassists just everywhere. And, <laughs> and his account was just, like, not at all. I'm in the middle of French class, so I'm, like, trying to search. I'm like, he looks a little weird, but let's set up a, <laughs> let's set up a jam. So <laughs> we go to jam with him. He brings a Rickenbacker and just lays it down. It was just like... He was. He sounded more tight than any of us playing our own sh- our own song. Oh wow! <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so we were like, okay, we're we're getting this guy. <laughs> um, and Danny, I met because uh, he interviewed me for a podcast that she was she was doing. And I remember I walked into her pod, her, her apartment, and it was like just the cleanest apartment I ever seen. It looked like an <laughs> IKEA presentation. I was like. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is crazy. Like, why are, why is like the whole thing scrubbed down? It was weird. (laughs) (laughs) She interviews me. Yeah, she interviews me, mentions that she plays drums. And I was like, okay, cool, noted. I had a drummer at the time, so I didn't, you know, I I wasn't necessarily looking um, for one. But then she started dating um, one of Dakota's like childhood friends, like who was once our bassist, but we kicked him out. uh, Okay. (laughs) The whole story. Because, uh, you know, we were just like, we need another bassist, man. We love you. Um, <laughs> but because we found Rex. Uh, um, so then, you know, she starts dating him. Dakota falls, like, is in love with Danny. He's just like, this is a, she's a great person. She's awesome. We, you guys have to hang out with her. She wants to join the band. Um, at that time, we needed a new drummer. Um, and so, yeah, we, Danny comes in for an audition. The guys loved her. I was like, all right, yeah, let's do it. And um, that's just kind of how we all got set up. You know, I love hearing stories like that. Like the universe just put all of you together. You didn't have to try. Like it just kind of happened. And it reminds me of like a Marvel movie of like the superhero (laughs) getting his power. So it's going to be a weird question. You're not going to be prepared (laughs) for it, but if, Bluforia was a superhero. <laughs> right. What would be its superpower? Okay, well, I'm a big Spider-Man fan, so I'm a, already the 
leaning that direction, but <laughs> in a more real sense, if we're doing superheroes, um, since it is a band, it's hard to say, you know, one power, but right. I feel like we definitely act a lot like Guardians of the Galaxy sometimes, you know, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfect dysfunctional dynamic. Um, <laughs> and I'd say my cat is Groot. Um, <laughs> I was, was going to ask who's Groot. <laughs> I love that you had an answer prepared. That's fucking beautiful, man. <laughs> oh man! Like, hey, I thought I've thought about this before. Yeah. So mm-hmm. no, I, d- I definitely have. <laughs> <laughs> well, so when does the um when's the album come out? Um. So we, I mean, the release date for the single is so tentative. I mean, it's um it's definitely first single is coming out this summer. Okay. Either in a couple weeks, but we might push it just to get more ducks in a row. Um. So like mid-August to, to when we're actually stepping foot in Nashville because that would just be easier for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the album's coming out, I think it's slated for January or February 2023, okay. which so long from now, <laughs> really yeah, disappointing. Time goes but, so fast, um, though. It really does. Yeah, that is true. It has been a fast year. It's, we're already like over halfway through the year, which is crazy. Oh, um, but yeah. So... No, it, Go ahead, Apple. Oh, I'm just curious about that because I read a little blurb about that. Like, same thing kind of with that. The label that you uh, cut the album with, they mm-hmm. somebody was from the label at one of your shows and approached you to do the album. Is that correct? Yeah, it was. It was actually a really weird story. Um, so, I uh, <clears throat> I've been playing a lot of shows in the area, and. Um, so a lot of the kids around there knew about me and this kid was like essentially interning for edge out records. Um, but I remember one night I was like, I had, you know, I guess I'm, I'm 23, not nearly now. So I can, I can say this. Um, I was smoking weed at the time in my, in my dorm room, <laughs> you know, like, say what? Just at, like completely clunked out. Um, and my roommate came up to me and was like, Hey man, there's this guy you got to meet. Um, like you gotta meet him. He wants, and I was just like, I don't know. I'm tired. It's like eleven o'clock at night, um, and I, for some reason, got up and followed because they seemed very adamant about it. Um, we walk halfway across campus. I get in the students' room, and I remember there's like this yoga mat set up in the middle of the room, and the students like, like just crossed legs, just like sitting there with a laptop. <laughs> oh. I was like, hey yo, and he was like, Rain, I got something for you. Uh-oh. Like, come come over here. And I was like, uh, like next to the yoga mat, or are you going to move? Because these rooms are very small. Um, so I'm sat on his bed, and he's showing me. He's like, he's like, this is the uh, his Edge Out Records. They're recently, like, out with Universal. I think you should you should look, reach out to them. I'll reach out to them, too, and, and we'll get something set up. And, um, I mean, within, like, a week or two, I started talking with, you know, Tony and Cheryl and um that's when we really had a correspondence and it took about like a, a year or so of, of of a back and forth, the dialogue and trying to work things out till we got we got ourselves to deal. Um but yeah. Wow. That's again, very serendipitous for you, man. Like it seems like that's a theme. Yeah. For you. But everything you gotta, was brought yeah. together. Yeah. Like, uh, all along the way. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely strange. I I have a few moments like that where I'm just like, uh, you know, sometimes it gives me anxiety and sometimes it doesn't. But I mean, one time I I remember I was like thinking I was like, oh, I really want to do a TED talk, and next day somebody DM me <laughs> like, do you want to do one? And I what? at 18 I was up on a TED stage doing some. I was talking about some nonsense, like it's horrible. But <laughs> what, <laughs> what, were what were you talking about? Yeah. I was I was like music and racial identity and how um you know like a lot of a lot of people uh specifically you know um not black people <laughs> prefer that i make music that is more in line with my like the culture that they assume that i should be in line with you know okay, yeah. Yeah. and i was saying how no matter what i do this is the music that comes naturally to me um, and then I'm going to continue to do that. And at the end of the day, it is a black art, you know, rock and roll. Um, 100%. And yeah, you know, and, and there's no, I, for a while there, I definitely had moments where I was like, oh, you know, am I betraying the culture for like doing this, you know, yada, yada, yada. And at the end of the day, that was when I kind of like told myself that, no, I should make the music that comes naturally. Because, I mean, things have been coming nat- naturally for me. Um, and I should just listen to the universe and do what, you know, <laughs> Yeah, right on smart, man. do what I'm told. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I think it, whatever that thing is, knows, knows better than we do, man. And you know, yeah. and you seem to be doing it right. Yeah, You're just sure. kind of like, like it's organic and kind of taking its own course the way all this has happened. Well, I'm curious too, man. Like when you're a band that's coming up and you live somewhere like, here pacific northwest eugene there's a very um so the music scene is tight up here everybody knows each other um you're you've spent time here building a fan base i'm sure that you guys have the same faces showing up at your shows all the time Mm -hmm. is it scary for you man to like think that you have to do that all over again in a new place I wouldn't say it is at all. No, I I actually look forward to it. Um, Because, I mean, I remember the first couple of years of starting off um, out here in Oregon and and building that um, and how it felt like a come up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And now it's feeling, despite all these big developments and stuff, like I've been in this town for a while it doesn't feel that way anymore, you know? And mm-hmm. I like the idea of just going somewhere new, going somewhere not expected and having that, that feeling again, you know? Um, cause a big thing about me is like feeling stagnant. Like mm-hmm. I like to spend my time in places and then, and then move on. Um, <laughs> and yeah. And I, 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 I look, I actually, I'm, I'm really excited for it. <laughs> I'm stoked for you. Yeah. When, so when's your, fun. when's your birthday, Rain? Uh, August 25th. Okay. Oh, so that's going to be a so, big right. start, a fresh, you know, fresh start mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, exactly. Are you guys moving to e- uh, what part of Nashville? East Nashville? Uh, we're looking at East Nashville or Germantown. Um, it really depends. Uh, Danny already found a apartment down in what is it, Antioch or something like that, yeah. which I was like, you know, heck of far, but. Yeah, I love that yeah. East Nashville area. That is, uh, that is a fun place to uh, spend time. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Like uh, I was, uh, I remember I was there, and um, the one of the Greta Van Fleet guys walked in. <laughs> oh shit! And he he was like a friend of 
uh, of a friend um, while I was chilling there. I was playing darts, and this guy, I mean, he walked into this bar with a giant white sun hat on, and his friend told me that, you know, it was his incognito fit, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, he's the only one with a, <laughs> not only a white hat, but a giant it's like wearing the fake Groucho Marx nose and mustache. I'm incognito. Yeah. <laughs> you just drew attention. Yeah, you, you stick out like a sore thumb right now, man. Yeah. I, I don't think I would have noticed him if he had just like not worn a hat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm excited for you guys, man. And that's a that's a really cool way to to have your perspective. Yeah, to lead your life yeah. come in a place of adventure and excitement and challenge as opposed to like you know be, having to be comfortable or known or in your security it's a hell of a way yeah. to grow you know Nash- yeah i also do oh sorry mm-hmm. yeah. you know go for no, it man you, yeah oh i i was gonna say that i also do there's a little a little discomfort in the fact that you, you're right like the organ scene is so tight-knit so it's like people come up to me and they're like hey like Yada yada yada. Like I know you, and I'll be like, I've never met you in my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. and I like, I like going back to complete on an, uh, anonymity. Yeah, um, anonymity. Is that right? Anonymity. Yeah. That. Not being known. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not being known, and, and and starting over again. I I, I really do like that. Well, I get the opportunity. I think Nashville is gonna be uh, that much better for you guys being yeah. there because. You know, just in this short time of, of hearing your guys' story, you guys definitely seem to have uh, an ability to listen to uh, kind of the, the direction and hits from the universe. And I think, you know, wherever you guys go in Nashville, you're going to raise the energy raise uh, the around bar. you. Yeah. And yeah. You can take so, yeah. that cool kind of uh, organ family feel that we have here. And, you know, it's, I, I'm sure they have their same feeling there, but you guys are going to. I don't know. Give a little bit of yeah. that uh, yeah. organ, organ uh, stank. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember I was uh, I was down in Sedona with them while we were driving to Nashville, and we had this really weird moment. Um, like Rex is like probably the least like out of the group. He's probably the least like tapped into the whole spiritual side of things. But mm-hmm. we went to Sedona, and he went to one of the vortexes, and he came out. We all separated, and we came back to and and and. Um, he came out like with a handful of rocks and he's like, I gotta go, I gotta go buy some crystals, man. And we're like, uh, okay. Um, so we went to the crystal shop and Rex was getting all his crystals and doing his like somehow changed man. I don't know what happened. Wow. But, <laughs> Sedona's um, magical. Then, mm-hmm, and we got these, Danny and I got separate tarot readings and I remember we went in there not telling him anything and both of them were like, hey, these people you came with, like, my tarot re- reader guessed that I was a musician and was like, you're on the right path. Keep doing this. Um, get an evil eye. Like, don't worry about negative energy. Just keep trudging along. And I was like, okay. Um, and her tarot reader also guessed that we were musicians and then was like, these four people, you know, you've had past lives with them before. Mm. Um, I'm seeing, you know, Afrojets. I'm seeing, I was like, okay. You know, like, <laughs> Whoa. Um, we came, like, we both like walked out of there and, and I remember my tarot reader got excited, like jumping up and down. I was like, yes, like, this is so awesome. Like, stay with these people, yada, yada, yada. And um, 
Yeah. Danny and I like talked about it and we we're like, wow, that was way too similar. Like what's going on? Like I thought they had like maybe a pager under there. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they're sending each Maybe other so. texts under the table yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell them this they're musicians get them yeah. oh uh, but yeah like uh, I don't know it, it, there's definitely a, a, an energy that I would like to further tap into there yeah um, yeah I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you guys play man yeah and, seeing you grow and, and the, you know what not just the album in January, but your new album when you're settled in in Nashville yeah. and you're feeling yourself and you've brought whatever lessons and, and truths from Oregon into that Nashville scene. And that's yeah. going to be awesome to dis- to behold for sure. Um, I got, uh, I got your number now. You got mine. When, mm-hmm. when you're coming up next, shoot me a text, man. Maybe we can, we can have you over and, Hang out for a little while before a show or something. We're gonna try to do the yeah, that August seventh show. Yeah, we're gonna try for, sure. for that. Yeah, um, and you guys are you're, you're all in Portland. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Rain, I got uh, a little tip for you for East Nashville. Five Points Pizza. I don't know if you've been there yet, but uh, <laughs> it's what's it called again? Five Points Pizza. Five Points Pizza. Okay. Yeah, Five Points Pizza East. It uh, you, you you'll you won't regret it. <laughs> <laughs> Cody knows. I feel like that sounds familiar to me. I don't know why. I definitely didn't go there, but I feel like I might, I might have saw it and somebody told me about it. But yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. Yeah. Hey, that what you mentioned too with people uh, popping in like the guy from Greta Van Fleet. I was walking into a restroom and out walks Brittany Howard. And uh, from uh, Alabama Shakes, and uh, oh, shit. our our first song our uh, at our wedding, my wife and I was uh, Alabama Shakes song uh, till I found you, and I freaked yeah, out, and I was like, oh my gosh, I just want to tell you, I think you're just so fucking cool. Keep doing what you're doing <laughs> because just keep doing what you're doing because uh, I dig it, and uh, you're doing awesome, awesome stuff. And she was so sweet. And then I yeah. just walked on, but it was like, uh, it was a, it was a special environment there. So I love Portland, but I'm, I'm excited that you guys are going to be going there because it's a special place. Right on. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so, I will definitely go to that pizza shop now. Rain, if, uh, if you all need anything between now and when you move or after, just say the word, man, you got a home with no simple road and, uh, yeah, you do hit me up when you're up here and we'll try and make something happen, man. Okay. We'll do. I appreciate that. Yeah, brother. And, Aww. uh, congratulations on everything, man. Like for real, for real, it's, you know, it's the world is fucking nuts and it's hard to maneuver in on the best of days and you're doing it with grace and style and good on you, bro. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Pass that on to the rest of the band. It it was, you know, thank you for spending some time with us on Sunday and congratulations again on the country fair and everything you're going to be doing coming up. Yeah. I appreciate y'all. It was, it was good talking to you. Yeah. Super fun, man. We'll talk to you soon. All righty. All right, Rain. Take care, brother. Adios. Bye. You too. Bye bye. y'all. That was fun. Yeah. Euphoria. Everybody go listen to Blueforia. You want, you, you. 
want to go listen to Blue Foria. And all y'all Nashvillians. Is that a word? Nashvillians. Nashvillians. Nashvillers. Um, yeah, and check out U- Blue Foria in a, a theater near you. And the, and the Eugenia, <laughs> Eugenians. Eugene has what is, some good what is, music coming out of it. What is a Eugenian? A Eugenian. Somebody yeah, from Eugenian. Eugene. It's not a Eugenite? No, it's somebody from Eugene, Aaron. Are eugenic? No, that's <laughs> definitely not that. Or I guess it could be, you know, like a group of people called Eugene. There are people with the name Eugene, so maybe it's a gathering of Eugenes. <laughs> I don't know. Like Eugene Levy, he's the one that leads the... If you go yeah. buy new pants when you're in Eugene, do you buy new jeans in Eugene? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. Wow. All right. Well... Take this gene thing to a whole right. new level. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go do stuff. Now. We're going to go. Well, actually, what we're going to do is give you what we're going to do is give you a commercial right now. And then we are going to do the rest of the show. So this isn't over. This has just begun. We're going to blabber We've on for another hour. Begun. Don't get it twisted. It's still going. Yeah. So yeah, don't here, get it twisted, sister. Here's a word from probably Apple about something. Yeah, I'll, I'll say something okay. about some things. Here we go. All right, break it down for him, Apple. You want me to break it down? Break it down. Well, if you're up in the Oregon place, you got to go where the buds taste. Oh, no. oh okay. That was terrible. Yeah, that was. Sorry, that was everybody. weak. Hey, it's sun- I mean, it could have been popped up. Yeah, well, it's like Sunday, lazy afternoon. What better time to like uh, go get yourself some premium cannabis? Where? Whoa, hey, where? Well, you could go to Define Premium Cannabis if you're up Ooh. here in the Portland area. We got a shop in Hillsboro, and then we got a cute little shop out in Forest Grove. Why is that one cute and the it other is, one's not? It, it, it because is, of the size the, and the, the location. The one in Hillsboro used to be like a tractor, car dealer-ish type place, <laughs> okay. for real. Okay. And then the one out in Forest Grove is like a cute little house that uh, they bought and and made into like a, it's a smaller, more boutique feeling. That, that's fair. Dispensary, okay, please continue, sir. Which now also has a taco truck truck in the parking lot that oh, makes bomb ass food out in forest grove okay but anyway come visit us to one of those two locations i am at the hillsborough one monday through friday and if you come in looking for any of the cannabis things we have say you are a listener of no simple road guess what what we'll be like right on man thank you high five. Oh, no we'll give you a 10 percent discount we'll give you a free t-shirt and the thing we pride ourselves on is the entire staff being knowledgeable of all of our products and then taking our time with you to describe all these products. I mean, everybody that works there tries, tries to use almost every product we have. <laughs> it's a, it, it, it's a lot of products. I remember when I worked there, it Man. really is. You bring home your little ba- sample bag and you want to try the products to really give the people that are coming in an idea of, of course, everybody has, it feels the effects differently, but what it does do 16 year old me's mind is blown right now oh it's completely all the product it's just it's insane yeah we had weed back in the day in vegas yeah that old pretty incredible so go to define out in hillsborough or forest grove it ain't just weed anymore it's premium cannabis hook yourself up what is a city without its music The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. 
Listen wherever you get podcasts. You allowed it this time, Apple? Not yet. <laughs> it's <laughs> well, so it's a, mean. I know. It's a, well, well, everybody, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that as much you as we did it. and that you are now going to be listening to Bluphoria and especially out in that Nashville area, checking to see where they're going to be coming at to your town. Yeah, man. Go see them live. It's going to, you're going to not regret that. And I hope you guys enjoyed Cody. Yeah, that and, and why we were surprised, Cody. Before I said that, is Cody was on an episode like last year. Mel wasn't here, and he sat in for her. And I jokingly said to Cody beforehand, I was, I was like, "Well, I'm glad you're with us, but, but you can't talk. You, you don't say anything." And he took it literal, literally, <laughs> and didn't really say anything until like the end, like added something, and then afterwards was like, "Well, you told me not to talk." I was like, "Oh my gosh!" He he really I'm thought so, you were serious. Yes, and I'm not serious that often, and I wasn't then either. <laughs> so, Before but, we sat down, we for this interview, I was like, "Cody, you're allowed, you're allowed to, to talk. talk. Please talk all you want." Because Cody's yeah, a great talker, one of our favorite talkers. Yeah. So <clears throat> I hope you guys dug that, like Apple said, and. You know, that's one of the like wonderful things about having the opportunity to do No Simple Road is finding new music and new bands and getting to meet the people behind the scenes of that new music and hearing their story. And then it just makes the music that much better. And that is what happened with Bluphoria for us. And I hope that that's what happened with you, with them as well. And um, yeah, so here we are, guys. Yay! It's, it's We're at Sunday, the back end. and uh, Mel and I are here with Apple and the dog. <laughs> and look, I'm just gonna start this off. <laughs> he's gonna start it off in this depressing manner, and he's not wrong. I'm I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm I'm on the struggle bus today. Yeah. Um, I would say you've been on the struggle bus for a few days now. It really the it really started couple of days ago it sunk yeah. in so our son is moving out dun 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 yeah. he's 20 years old i'm trying to bring humor but i'm not really happy <laughs> we've known about this for a while this isn't new like new this has been something that has been planned it's this couldn't be under the under better circumstances he is completely prepared to go out into the world on his own and fly yeah and it, i couldn't be more proud as a dad about the human being that I'm sending out into the world to go do his thing and yeah, all good of job, babe. But yeah, you too, baby. But you helped me. You guys made but, it. He is, he is very well prepared. Like he's been saving that, up money. It's so have, crazy. He's had that, a plan. Yeah. It just, I mean, I, I, I never had my shit together like that at no, 20 never. years old. No, no, either, I man. feel like I still don't have his together. No, no, like no, he's, he's got still... more money in savings than we do. Yeah, he has. It's not even just the money part. I mean, it is that he's very financially secure, which I really am grateful that we have. We because we did help him with that. We didn't ever ask him to, um, you know, pay rent, pay stuff. rent or anything. Which, you know, I've heard some parents make their kids pay rent, and then on the day that they leave, they saved everything and given them back, and that's cool and all, but. Like this has given him an opportunity to discipline himself with a X amount of money and to yeah. literally set himself up. Like he's done this, yeah, he not just it. with financial, but with a plan. It wasn't like he's like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where I want to live. Like 
No, this has been a planned, there's been money put down. There's been, I mean, they know freaking how their house apartment's going to look like everything. Like Aaron was saying is as wonderful as a parent could possibly want their kid to start off with, but Art, it doesn't uh, negate what, uh, something you guys did to go under the, like the, 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 him saving up money. And, uh, I mean, all of us agreed on that in this house. It's like, no, he doesn't need no, no paying rent. Let him build up a nest egg. Yeah. Go out. He's so generous though. You two have instilled generosity into him when you were gone earlier to run errands. Where me and him are in the kitchen, just you know, laughing and talking, and talking. I'm, I'm. It's my dinner night here at the at our household, and we're going out to dinner. It's one of my mine and Simon's favorite things to. I mean, we all love to, but me and Simon really love to go out to restaurants to celebrate. Yeah, you do. So it's kind of a celebratory dinner of him moving out or anything. But he said to me in the kitchen, he's so sweet. He's all, "Well, I heard you saying that you know you're kind of strapped because I get paid on Tuesday, and then this goes towards he's got it way more together than me, even at 53. I have no savings, but he offered. He, he goes, "Well, you know." I can, I can pay or I can pay a portion and stuff. I was like, no, no, dude, don't, you misunderstood me. I have enough money. I have enough money to do it. And But he's so sweet that, that he offered to like pay for at least his, if See, not that more makes of you it. you want to cry more. <laughs> and, and the, I, here's the thing. Our daughter moved out almost 10 years ago. Oh right? What's that? <clears throat> and Mel and I <clears throat> have been parents ever since with kids in the house ever since we've been together and our son is moving out. This is, this is it. This is the last child leaving the nest and it, it it's <clears throat> extremely bittersweet. I, like I said, I couldn't be more proud that my son is going out into the world who he is and as prepared as he is, which is why it's so sad because he's so good. <laughs> But it sucks, it's man. It's like complete, this big, awesome, good thing is leaving our house for no reason. We didn't even deserve it. I know. <clears throat> Mel and I went to go run some errands earlier, and I was like, we can't just tell them. Can't we just tell them no? <laughs> You're <laughs> grounded. Like never yeah. exercise. You're grounded. Right. Okay, You're 20. No. Just say no. It's not, not happening. But yeah, it's weird, man. And like the energy in the house is weird because he's just, packing. Uh, so like one of the five of us is... We all moving. came here together yeah. from Las Vegas. Like yeah. there was five of us that came here and moved into this house. And in the six years that we've lived in this home, there's been, I would dare to say hundreds of people that have oh, walked yeah. through our home. Oh yeah. And, and we've had my mom, my grandson, my daughter, my son-in-law, my, a friend, a close friend when we first moved in here. Aaron or Apple's mom, like we've had so many people stay in the room that Simon is leaving that this, it's going to be such an emptiness. And of of course, that's what they call emptiness. That's what that means. You're not going to have a person and you still have a home and it's weird, but Aaron and I are going through it no matter how old of a thing it is to go through. We're going through it and we're feeling it and it, is so hard because it doesn't feel right, even though it's perfectly great. And it, and it is right. And it, it is right. No, it is right. It just doesn't feel like it. It's like well, the, Aaron moving out and moving down the street. Like, what are you the, doing? The two like, of you two, like being here, are sharing our whole lives together. I, I, I've rarely. I mean, I, I have seen, but I mean, rarely seen personally. Like parents that are so involved with their kids. 
We've done so many family vacations. And I, I would mean, like you, to you, say you, I'm not guys, a helicopter mom. No, 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 no. You two are like best friends with your kids on top of being parents yeah. and stuff. And it, it's one, one thing. I don't know if you guys have thought of this. What is so cool to me about this too is Simon is when we moved here six years ago, Simon was 14 and he felt he felt duped like like he, really he did he got he got pulled you know not well not pulled out of school we left we moved up here right after the end of his school year but he had friends there in vegas we are all excited to be up here we were so happy every day his first he had year a life. His, yeah his first year was like really tough on him we we're all having fun and super excited and then he watching him slowly come around over the years we've been here to i'd say like especially in the last in the last three years like his senior year of high school all the way up till now when he with found all love. the shit that he's gone through with you know having to do, we had to do a drive-in thing for his yeah, graduation style graduation and his girl him and his girl have been together for for three going on three years now and they're like best friends they are always la- all you hear is laughter coming from his room and they're you know all the time and now to see him being the one that's like he came up with a plan he figured it out he's doing what he wants to do to come from that like i've been duped i hate it here you guys suck to like you guys are fucking awesome you set me up for success here i go last night mel and i were like laying in bed getting ready to go to sleep and i was telling mel i I had a conversation with simon yesterday i was like look i i just want you to know that like I hope and pray nothing but the best for you. Like when you leave, I want nothing but success and good stuff for you. But (laughs) if anything ever happens and you feel like you need to leave, you can always come home. Come home. You've always, it doesn't matter where I am. If it's a one bedroom apartment, you've always got a fucking home. You can come home anytime. I told Mel that, and we were both just laying in bed crying yeah, as we I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking depressing, man. Yeah, I started writing, and I would start crying in my writing, and I just couldn't even, like, I mean, I just have a hard time making sentences about it without crying. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. It's, it's so stupid. It is. Because it's, it's like. It is stupid. <laughs> It doesn't feel like he needs to go anywhere to learn life, but I know that's not true. Yeah. I know that's not true. You need to be on your own in order to stand on your own two feet. And that's why like we keep joking. And every time I see Simon, I've, I'm either had been crying and starting to cry or wiping up tears. It's like one of those. And like this morning, he just woke up and I saw him cause I'd been up for a while. I saw him wake up and I run into the house and like, I didn't mean to hug, like cry hug him, but then <laughs> I I saw him and then I just started Crug. crying. He's like, what's up, mom? And just his voice made me start crying. And I, I've never felt so close to him. And now that I, I feel so close to him, then he's leaving and like, then I'll be so far from him. And that just sucks. And the other thing that that's lame about this whole thing is like, he's not just moving to an apartment in Tigard or something. He's moving to Eugene. So he's, which in the grand of, scheme of things, we're lucky about that. Like I, well, yeah, I feel it could be yeah, yeah, or, or the East Coast, or freaking Iraq, or yeah, India, or Italy, totally. or you know, like he's he's going two hours away, but still, 
it's two hours away. It's, we're going through it, man. It, and That's it. It's a trip. And <laughs> it's and, all we got to say about it. We're fucking And the going other thing it. I said to Mel this morning when we were out was like, the thing that's blowing my mind about this whole thing is like how fast it happened. Mm. Like I can remember bringing him home from the hospital like it was yesterday. And to now it's so fast. <laughs> and I'm like, that was it. Like that, that that's, that was it. Poof. Yeah. It's like when you open a bag of chips and it's already three quarters of the way done. It's like, what the hell? I didn't even barely get any chips and it's almost finished. And it's almost done. Yeah, man. I like that analogy. I don't get it. Because it's true. And and when, you know, stupid fucking, it's just like when you get married, people tell you married people shit. And like, when you have have kids, people tell you stupid kid shit. Like, but it's true how fast it goes. It goes by in the freaking blink of an eye, man. And we had a couple extra years. That's a thing. Like, you know, I feel like, a, you know, what, what is it that Subaru commercial with the, you know, the little girl is like 18 oh, or 16. Oh, and he sees, and, dad sees yeah, her like as little the baby. little girl driving out of the yeah, driveway. Yes. <laughs> that one gets me every time. It's That's what it feels like. That's what it looks like. Like this big... Simon's, you know, a, a man. A man. He's not. <laughs> it's a dude. He, he's yeah. not like you know somebody who can't grow hair on their face or like a young bloomer or a late bloomer. No, he's an early bloomer. Has been his whole life. Very mature. Kid always had a full has beard been. In third grade. Yeah, he had a mustache when he was born. Like there was <laughs> not even. There wasn't even a question about it. Like so, this to see like in your mind's eye this young cutie with. I just remember he's one of the. Schools he used to go to was called Schenker Academy, and he had these uniforms with the Jewish star. And yeah, and it was the <laughs> cutest, the like polo shirts and like and a mohawk. Now I'm yeah, he did have a mohawk, but now I'm just like all these memories are coming to me, and I think that's really what's making me so sad is like these memories that I haven't thought about for twenty years almost or seventeen years. They're all coming up, and like walking by his room and like seeing all his like boxes packed by the door like what what is it where do you think you're going dude <laughs> like what is that we're not moving yeah right? yeah and so in response or i'll just go out and super glue the door right like, like well that. in response my healthy response into simon's leaving is i'm taking over that room and um rededicating it into a treatment space and getting bringing my treatment room out of the basement and into the room is actually quite beautiful like yeah. it, oh, yeah. it, it overlooks like it's it's the if the studio was like you know had this wall knocked out it'd be the same view we're looking out into beautiful pine trees and like gorgeous foliage and so everything is again there's no reason to we're not we don't need anybody feeling sad for us what it is it's just like joining in our sadness for this time that is natural you yeah. know so i'm putting together this room and every time i think to even go in there like do any measurements or just look at it it's like no i can't I, do I it yet like in there i can't you know everything is stopping it, me I, well, watching you guys too, and I, I said to Aaron this morning, it's like, I, well, I said to both of you this morning, like separately, it's like, I can't even imagine as parents what you're feeling because as like his friend and uncle, 
it has been a mixed uh, like mel said she feels like she's on a roller coaster this whole household has been on a roller yeah, coaster for been. weeks and now it's at the it's like it tink tink tinked up to the top and now it's like it's going down and around well, and, and thank god for writer well i was gonna say the, the, the laughter that we've all had it's funny like mel just did it right now aaron and mel i've never seen them so cute cry in my life i've known them both for a long time it's a like Mel just did, it's like this pinched face of like it's not total sadness, but it, it it's it's so much emotion right now. It, yes, that's and, a and he has been Simon is feeling it too. He's been so involved for months now, and especially in the last couple of weeks, so involved in being in the rooms with us, spending time with us, and individual time with each of us. Had a blast with him Friday night. I brought some bougie beers home and he sat out on the patio and sampled them all with me and we we just had a great time together we ended up having a 45 minute conversation this way i love one thing i love about simon we you can converse with him about anything and have fun and he's smart he's knowledgeable he asked me what is your favorite bird and why 45 minutes to an hour later we're still discussing birds and why and all that and just having fun and that that's that's there's so many little things that are going to be missed. But. Well, he even said, like, I don't know, it was yesterday, like, there's this, we actually had him on the show, Brian Lagerstrom. He's, he does uh, cooking videos on YouTube. Yeah. And uh, we follow him, and he made this, like, beef bourguignon. It takes two days to make this thing, and it's this whole, it's a production to make this meal. And Simon oh. and I are both love food like that, foodie shit, and cooking. And I was... Mel and I were going to sleep the other night, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to make that beef bourguignon with Simon. And uh, so him and I, like, went to the store and got all the stuff, and we started cooking it a couple of days ago. And as we were cooking it, I was like, this sucks. And Simon was like, what? What did you do? What Did you screw something? <laughs> I was like, no, no. This just sucks. Like, this is the last time we're going to get to do this while you're living in the house. Like, this sucks. I don't want you to go. And he was like, I don't want to go straight up. He was like, I don't want to go, but I have to. It's what I'm supposed to do, dad. Like, I don't want to leave, but I don't also don't want to live with my parents till I'm 30. That's another thing. It's like, I don't like, I don't want to tell him that because it's hard for him too. And I don't want to be like making him feel bad for us because I've said it plenty of times. Yeah, so I know he knows that he doesn't want us to leave. But you know what it. I mean? It's just like. <laughs> He doesn't need to hear that. He needs to hear like, hell yeah, go and freaking have, do it up. Well, like, and saying to him what I said to him the other night about like, you always have a place. That's something that was never said to me when I left. Like when I left my house, I was 16. I went and moved in with Apple. And then it was like, well, you can come stay here for a little while, I guess. And like sleep on the couch. You don't get a room and like. Not going to make you comfortable. No. And. I always wanted that. Like that was something I always option of coming. Yeah. Home. Like, Hey, if you fall on your face out there, it's okay. And so I really wanted to make a point of giving him that before he left. Yeah. Cause it's fucking scary. It's scary going out on your own. Sure. It's especially gnarly. right now. Well, especially feel like if you feel like it's permanent. Well, if it's like, I'm out now, I don't have any options, you know, if struggles come up, he knows he can come home. Every adult yeah. knows, even if you have gone back to your parents and it's been great and fun, 
it's just not the same once you initially leave, whether it's like as a teenager or your early 20s or whatever, when you actually leave the house and what need to come back for any amount of time, it's just you're changed. You're not the kid anymore. You left the kid and came back an adult and you have preferences and routines and friends and ideas that are not your parents anymore and so even if it's a good situation it just changes the dynamic you know it it really does and you know I left early too and I didn't want that I didn't want to hear oh you can come back because I didn't want that (laughs) you were like fuck you I I wanted to be away but my mom did always have that no matter what I could come back like things are quite different these days but like when I was younger and I was we were married like she always I don't know that she necessarily extended to but she didn't need to I knew it was available yeah exactly yeah well we also saw O'Teal in school (laughs) that's how everything feels and we did yeah we did camp suds uh, as well well (laughs) no (laughs) okay we'll we'll work in reverse order so that so keep in mind that everything is colored with our son leaving. And so it could have been the best show in the universe. And it was, it was cool because it's got a little bit of a dinge. It was, it was a, a blast to going it. and seeing O'Teal. But the best part about seeing O'Teal for me was looking at the stage and knowing that we had talked to the entire band that was on the stage, but they weren't a band. Yeah. And that to me was like really a proud moment, a proud like career moment. And those conversations, like the conversation we had with John Morgan Kimmock, the conversation we had with Melvin and the conversation we had with Steve are some of my favorite No Simple Road episodes. And and Melvin specifically, he was the first one that was in this room. Like he christened this new studio. And so that was like a big deal. And, and, you know, you see O'Teal being happy and doing his cute thing and like Krasno with his silky vocals. It was a really, it was a nice show. It really was. It was a nice Thursday night, like kick off the weekend show. And, and this, I, I got to give it up for Portland and the crowds here. This Portland scene is ready to party. And ready to <laughs> yes, fucking dance. And oh yeah. The energy in that room when they came out on stage was crackling. That room was crackling with energy. And by the time the second set came around, it was it was hopping. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a hell of a show. And like the like you were saying, I mean, we had everybody on. That 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 was that was a rare we've had whole bands on yeah. before, which sometimes is difficult doing an interview when you're when they're over we're all talking over each yeah, other. Five people plus yeah, us. It was just cool to look up there and know that we'd had an intimate, awesome conversation with each of them. And then just seeing O'Teal every time you see O'Teal with that big ass bass barefoot up there, just smiling, shaking his butt. I mean it It's great. Yeah, he brings the love and whoever's on that stage with him of O'Teal and friends always does too. It's and and honestly, I say just a personal shout out to Eric Krasno. I think he did excellent. He did <laughs> like he he's an excellent musician, period. He's a great singer, period. 
but also he's such a good collaborator and I love how he can take the lead and also be the side and be just as powerful in both roles. Krasno is a vibe. He's a vibe. He's awesome. I I just want to say shout out Krasno. You are awesome. And smooth. Smooth. Yeah. That that we were saying that several times. Yeah. Very smooth. My second favorite thing was walking in and seeing no simple road family represent yeah. all over everywhere the entire night Bo, everywhere we went on the road first thing we see is Bo with his no simple road shirt on it will never get old to me i don't care where i yeah, see Bo. if he's got that shirt on i have a interior or exterior tear about it <laughs> you know yeah, yeah those and then two, meeting and his, his brother, brother dylan, dylan shout out <laughs> sweetheart dylan and just everybody and evan jordan and, and his wife jordan from fire on the oh Mountain. my gosh jordan and jamie thank you for that was, you know, that was another sweet thing. We were supposed to meet up with them and um, Aaron had mentioned to them that we're driving down um, Simon to Eugene on the day that we were originally scheduled to meet them. And his wife just gave me a really big hug and just an understanding mom hug, you know. She was like, you need to be there for that. And we'll catch I, up later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I just really appreciated that because I think I'll take a deep hug from a perfect stranger right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, you know very what welcome. I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yes, and, I'm fine, but I need a hug. And we haven't even talked about Camp Suds. We're about to. Okay, I said yeah. we were working reverse. Oh, okay. So we Yeah, we were doing reverse. Yeah. Well, then like, we were throwing a late like to see uh, Connor and Danny. And oh Danny my gosh, that was my dream. Can I just say Connor and Danny, that's my dream come true that you guys are kicking it, having fun, getting to know each other away from us. That made me so happy, and I just wanted to sh- specifically tell you that on my own. Like when I heard that slash saw that it, it brought it like made my insides happy. So thank you for that. And check this out. Um, Hunter West coast Hunter. Oh, that's right. DM me and said he started a new job at this pizza place. And one of his coworkers is part of the no simple road family. Really? Out of just random. Hell yeah. So our no simple road. We are infecting, we're infecting everywhere up here. I love it. Hell man. yeah. Well, and, then, and then of course, almost everything we go to, Jason and Audrey were there. Oh, and we, and we that was with. unexpected and beautiful because yeah. earlier in the day, Audrey and I had talked and she was like, yeah, no, we're, we're not going. We're, Darla's got her, you know, um, they have like a, what is it called? Uh, Vending, like a street vending. Oh, yeah. She's doing a farmer's market. market. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't She's doing her first farmer's market. Second. It's actually her second. Or second. Yeah. And she did very well her first. But anyway, long story short is like she wasn't going to come. And then they text me and like, yeah, we're up here. It was just. Aren't you going to come smoke with us? Yeah, man. It was just like so great. And thanks to another awesome brother, Jack from Bodie Mojo, hooked him up with uh, tickets to get in. You know what? We got to see Jack there as well. And Mason. and Jack to me is Waldo because he's everywhere. And he's always like, yeah, yes. in, you know, one, one group or another, always in the scene. And I love you, Jack. <laughs> so a couple weeks ago, No Simple Road took a drive down to Cottage Grove, Oregon to attend Sponge's inaugural first festival they've ever thrown called Camp Suds. Mm-hmm. And look, things were weird. Here oh, in yeah, because time. of the like, fires. There was fires and the weather the, was being weird. They were going to shut off power. Oh, to yeah, like the a, rolling bl- brownouts. Places to stop the wind from causing fires and whatever. And we went down to Camp Suds 
and it was like an oasis. Yes, it in was. In the middle of all that weirdness. It was the coolest time. So the first day we get there, it was weird because it was like literally raining ash, raining ash yeah. everywhere. <laughs> like vendors just had ash on everything. And when you were setting up, it's like all this stuff. But by the evening and ne- and the next day, the wind had kind of like blown it and it was not as congested. It didn't feel as murky and thick. And I'll tell you what, man, for the not even for the first festival, period just for a festival festival. (laughs) it was beautiful and it had great vibes and it was small enough to be able to like be with your friends and and kind of see everybody at the festival but yet there was enough space still to kind of like spread out and move do your own thing exactly and they curated a dope lineup. oh the lineup was incredible cycles played we got to hang out with patrick a little bit um the muddy souls Holy shit, man. Super yeah, Bloom. Yeah, the bluegrass. Yeah. Yeah, Super Bloom. We got an interview with them. We and then, of course, our, the, yeah, our, our old-time uh, yeah. family mystic boys we love. And then we, um, and happy birthday to love out there. It was his birthday weekend from over family from Family Mystic at Camp Suds. So And I, No Simple Road performed. That's right. Yeah. We sure we did. We did a live podcast from there, and it is actually up on live our stream. YouTube channel. You can watch all, well, we did an hour. You can watch about 53 minutes of it and you can hear the whole thing. At 53 minutes, our battery died in the camera, but the audio kept going. So that's oh, okay. fine. Yeah. You can, you can. Watch. Well, what you say, like they said, Cycles was there. It was really cool to uh, get a bond more with all of them and get to hang out with Patrick and meet, meet his, uh, his girl and hang out. Well, I, I want to go back to the live podcast thing yeah. for a second because- you know, Mel and I were just talking about all this like heavy emotional stuff. And when we go do a live podcast, we don't plan what we're going to talk about. We kind of figure it out when we get there by feeling, reading the room, basically. Yeah, well, I think we've all, everybody knows that. I mean, unless there's something specific, like say we went to Peach, a 20th anniversary. It's a loose framework of right. what we might talk about. Right. But this wasn't that. And the podcast that we did was super heavy and really cool. It did get heavy. And I have never gotten feedback on a episode like I got there. I will say getting off the stage and what people were saying to me, to us, after that was everything everything i would want for the show it it set the tone for the day was what people were saying it was like being at church and the kind of church you want to be at it was like eye-opening for people we didn't know that you that was what you were doing like so many legitimate compliments and it like uplifted people like you know, you, you expect if you play awesome music, it'll uplift you. But talking, that's a lot of harder to gauge. Um, you know, unless you're like a motivational speaker, you can kind of see the people out there like, yeah. But if you're, you know, you're talking and having a conversation and people are listening to that, that can be a little bit harder to maintain an hour of people's, you know, razor sharp focus. But 
over the course of the hour, more people joined and stayed and listened and, and heard what we were, what we had to say. And that really, um, made me realize it it is important what we do, what yeah. we bring to, the, not like it was ever in question. It's, it, I guess, underscored it. Well, even the time slot, like we went on, I think at one, 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 one to two and that like at a festival that that slot is like everybody's pretty still, much still getting it together pretty much woken up and still getting it together and it was really cool to have everybody just kind of come and sit and s- s- hold space for everybody to get their shit together and, yeah and like it like you said it's a bunch of people came up to us and said that it set the tone for the rest of the night for them to go and party and have a good time. Yeah, because so. when, like, uh, um, that was on Saturday. So Friday night was a super party. Everybody's up late. You know, I think they were playing up till 3, 4 in the morning. And so it's those late, you know, getting up, you know, 10, 11 o'clock. And so that 1 o'clock time slot, people are ready to do stuff, but kind of still roaming around a little bit. And it was just, like, nice, like you said, to set the tone and to bring, like, the energy for the day and I, I think that helped them to be more attentive to it like like here's a here's like a pep talk before the party kicks in for the rest of the day yeah and we all they, well yeah you just said that but afterwards because one of the things we said was talking about you know going up to that that person you've never introduced yourself to complimenting people on things and it started right away for all of us mm-hmm. i had several people right away coming up to me and being like I've seen you at shows before, but I've never introduced myself. I'm, you know, and it happened all throughout the evening and then just, you know, praise all evening. So if, if you want to go check this out, like I said, it's on the no simple road YouTube channel and it is our most recent post up there. So go check that out and you'll see what we're talking about. And I also want to say too, that like a huge congratulations to Sage and Mm. Dan and everybody in sponge and Bryce for pulling off an amazing, comfortable, fun festival. They deserve yeah. a round of applause. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> Yay. Well done, guys. Nice done, gentlemen. Yep, nice I hope job. that we are invited back next year. And they brought us out some bitchin' comfortable chairs to do our podcast with, which they was, yeah, yes. they, we had a coffee table, we had chairs, we were on a rug. It was as close to I the living room. Today, it was like, we, we, want, we need a coffee table, but we don't have one. And we ended up making Using it happen. Yeah, we, and we did it all. They, it was they brought the porch to the, to the stage there and yeah, it was man. amazing. So yeah, a lot going on over here. So yeah. when I, I didn't want to leave out to you that a couple of the other bands sequel, the band sequel from Eugene, um, they played there as well. Left and on Wilson. Yeah, left on uh, we Wilson. We got to hang out. Um, I we had a, a great possum. conversation with Paige. Um, um, it was, it was joy, uh, bro, brother. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, from what, left on Wilson? No, not left Uh-oh. on Wilson. He joined Sponge and that. Oh my gosh, I'm drawing. Gabe. Oh, brother Gabe. Yes, yes. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, he was there. I had a great conversation with him. And this all happened after we had done our podcast talking about, you know, talking more, introducing yourself. And and it happened all that evening. And uh, who else? There was a, there was a couple other well, ones. Well, and I want to say shout out to Carrie, too. Um, Carrie and yes. her mom were out there uh, ripping and ropping on Friday. And that was, you know, and any time we see that, our our special NSR fam, like it is 
I don't. I just it never gets old. I'll just say that it yeah. never gets and old. It Carrie was and her so mom sweet. are so awesome too because she told me the next day on Sunday I was talking to Carrie. She had to leave pretty early and shut her tie dye booth down to get her mom home because her mom's older and has asthma and it was very smoky. And she and I was like, oh, that's she's like, no, no. We went back to her house and we put on music and we had a dance party till three o'clock in the morning. And it's just like, oh, hell yeah. Coolest mm-hmm. family ever, dude. Yes. Coolest family ever. <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's lots going on, and we're going through it right yeah, now, guys. Yeah, and we're, I mean, I'm not sorry. We always bring you good energy, so this time. This we, isn't bad. We need, we need some just, if you think about us during the week, if you hear this and then you think about us during the week, just send us some, like, energy love. Be like, oh, the, the day happens on Wednesday. If you're hearing this. Well, it, it happened. Oh, on Wednesday. okay. Well, it happened on Wednesday. So, gosh, we're going to be even worse after this. Well, so. you and I are leaving town today. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. I think that, that, that everything, how it happened. I mean, like you guys go in this weekend to wedding. Something and, beautiful. And, I was and, so excited this morning for you guys. That when you said, I didn't know you were driving. I thought you were just going to fly down there and oh, fly no, back. You guys taking a trip and kind of taking your time a little driving down the coast is yeah. kind of exactly what you're going to need this weekend. Yep. Yeah, you're we, right. We plan to stop for breakfast. We got a spot that we're going to stop. <laughs> we're driving down to Humboldt yeah. for, for a wedding. Yeah, and, and honestly, the wedding, going for a wedding, one of the most celebratory things that you can do. Yeah. I'm, I'm And Brooke, my, I love Brooke so much. She has become such a beautiful part of our portland life and i'm she so is pure energy <laughs> i i met her through um, a co-worker of mine and that it was his girlfriend at the time um and since then they both become very close and i just want to say i can't think of anything happier to do than after something so sad than to celebrate this because i feel like this is really going to help pull me out of it yep they're yeah. Their love is so cute. They're awesome. I'm so rooting for them, and I'm I'm just excited for that. So, focus on How the positive, dare they right? Plan their wedding for the same weekend yeah. as Trey. Lock on. Oh, oh speaking no, of that, it okay. was Trey, and that's what Trey they got to. And then me this weekend, I will be out at uh, Circles at Edgefield. Um, out, no, I talked to Cody about that. Circles is Saturday night, and he was like, "I he, he's uh, other things are going yeah, on." Okay. Um. Anyway, but uh, Sunday out at Edge McMinniman's Edgefield up here in Portland, I will be out there with Cody to see Tab on Sunday night, and I'm looking very forward to that. I know I'll probably see Bunchy out there again. Edgefield's awesome. Wait a minute. The show Sunday night. Yes, so Sunday night. You guys said you're going to be back. I can go. We can actually we can make go. it back. Okay, well, we'll figure that out. You may see Aaron and Mel there as well. You <laughs> may see Aaron and Mel there as well. Oh, shit. So, we just realized that. Yeah, so that, okay, yeah. so yeah, you may see the whole new, no, it sounds like you're going to see the whole no simple road game. <laughs> We're gang not even out done there, recording possibly. everybody, and Aaron is on his phone trying to find tickets as he's realizing Yeah, this. so. So anyway, thank you for listening to us cry. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Blueforia. Thank you for being a part of the family. And you know what? Hug somebody who looks like they need it because they probably do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you get that intuition, like, I want to hug that person. There's probably a reason you got (laughs) that. If you see me, I do need a hug. Thank you in advance. 
All right, everybody. We love you. We'll be back next week. More stuff and things. Yep. Smile at each other. Yeah. Smile at a stranger. Yeah. Go see yeah. a show. Go see a show. Write a love note to your mom. Tell your kids you love them. <laughs> Introduce Hydrate. yourself yeah. to that person that you've been wanting to. Yeah. Safety third. Yeah, safety third. Love rules. Bye. tell you about the April May 2023 issue of Relics magazine features a Dave Matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks Relics. Hi, this is Henry K host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song.